57 with the co-founder and CEO of Parent Playbook, Phil Anderson. Phil, thank you very much for coming on. Um, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, Vlad. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. It's a it's a pleasure to to be here to speak with you. Yeah, it's definitely a pleasure to have you on. So, I, I, you know, just to begin with, usually, you know, we begin with a little bit of introduction. So would you mind just for the audience that's listening, just giving a little bit of introduction of yourself and maybe a little bit of introduction of Parent Playbook, which is the, you know, the company that you're CEO of? Yes. So uh, born and raised in New Zealand and uh, came to the States when I was 22. I'm now, I just turned 53 and I've been an entrepreneur for the last 30 years. Um I've uh, started eight companies in that time. I've had uh, six of those were great education um, experiences where the company didn't make it. Two of them, uh, two of them um, did well, and and of those two, one of them, one of them did really well and continues to do really well. And so, uh, entrepreneurship is is in my blood. I love building businesses. I understand um, just how challenging it is to build a successful enterprise. Um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and cliches like that are true when it comes to building a business. But this is what I enjoy doing. I'm married. I've got two adult children, 29-year-old son who's got three kids, one on the way. I've got a uh, daughter who's uh, recently married. And um, and uh, so four, four, one, two, three, three grandchildren and uh, actually two right now two on the way so i've been married for 30 years to my wife leah we met in new zealand new zealand's a beautiful part of the world and uh, parent playbook um is a smart q a platform at its heart is uh, an ai tool called sophie which is actually powered by OpenAI's chat gpt product we'll have a chance to talk more about that but uh, we are a, a smart q a platform that also connects parents to a community of other parents and professionals to solve just about any parenting challenge from zero to 18 years of age. Um, we're a resource for parents so they can enjoy the journey of parenting just a little bit more and produce better parenting outcomes. That makes sense. So in terms of, uh, and you know, congratulations, obviously, on new family members. Um, and it's good to hear you. that, you know, the CEO of Parent Playboy has a big family. So that, <laughs> that makes yeah, a lot you. of sense. Um, so in terms of like some of the products that you offer, could you maybe elaborate a little bit more on that? Uh, and in terms of as well, if I'm a user of Play Parent Playbook, you know, I would usually access the app and kind of to gain a sense of community and maybe to get, you know, some help in parenting. Um, yeah. Is that kind of the sense where, where the user is supposed to be steered to? Yes, exactly right. And um, perhaps I could I could talk a little bit about the the problem as well as part of answering that question, Vlad. So we we um, began this journey in a discovery process with we are practitioners of what's called a lean startup, lean startup methodology, which is about de-risking uh, the building of a business by front-loading the learning. Entrepreneurs want to build something and they want to go fast. They just want to build it. Well, the the, the failure rate of new businesses um, is well known. Most will not succeed. Most will not be in business five years later. The vast majority. And so Lean Startup says, why not go slower and learn about what the market actually wants so you what you build is closer to PMF 
in the, the 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 earlier versions of what you build pmf meaning product market fit and so as a parent uh, i had a teenage son who struggled and um he was struggling academically um he was just struggling in, in a few different areas great kid but my wife and i it literally kept us up at nights and we didn't know what to do we didn't know who to talk to we didn't know what professional resources were available or if we even needed professional resources we didn't um we talked to some friends but we we sometimes didn't you know we weren't super open we just didn't have this we didn't really have solutions you could google stuff and and get general answers but nothing was customized so i had never forgotten that experience that the 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 real emotional toll it obviously took on our son and also us as his parents. It stayed with me. And then I was introduced um, a few years after this period to uh, Bruce Hymas, who's my co-founder and our COO at Parent Playbook. And so what we launched on, we embarked on following Lean Startup was eight, before we wrote a line of code, we spent 18 months understanding the problem. And what we learned through over 500 hours of interviews was it's extremely hard to get custom solutions to, to, to challenges. There's often disagreements in households and how to apply those solutions. There's This was the biggest one. There's disconnection abounding in a world that's more connected than ever, Vlad. People are more connected than, than ever. I've got five communication apps on my phone. I can talk to anyone anywhere in the world, video for free all day if I want to. And so we're connected, but we're disconnected at the same time. Parents feel disconnected from other parents, from professionals that can help them. And we learn that parents are overwhelmed by the sense of disconnection, not having a safe place, a village, if you will, where they can go to to help get answers to these most important questions. And then there's too much noise and toxicity um, in the platform. Uh, excuse me, not in the platform. There's too much noise and toxicity on other social platforms. And this adds to the problem. So what we have, it's easy to explain our business and the product. If you can imagine a platform supported by three pillars, I can explain Parent Playbook. It's simple. And at the heart of it is, again, our artificial intelligence tool named Sophie. Sophie gives immediate, no judgment, custom answers. She asks clarifying questions. She gives supporting resources. She can even tell custom bedtime stories. And our platform is free to download and free to use. And I'll talk about how we monetize the model um, a little bit later. But um, it's, it's what's called a market network. That's the name given. And we are what's called a family tech. People say, well, what's your niche? The niche is family tech. That's the area. It's technology designed to help families, and that's that's the, the, the space that we're in. And so the platform has three pillars. The first of those is find. The second is collaborate. And the third is is uh, is help. And so you can ask Sophie and get answers. That's our AI parenting tool. She's amazing. And again, she's powered by ChatGPT. We used an API to, to bring over that technology. Within a month of them releasing it, we had Sophie integrated into our platform, which again, she's powered by OpenAI's ChatGPT. We provide a custom news feed that parents can get custom information based on their kids and they can search our database for answers. You can also collaborate. You can talk about the challenges using the app. You can talk about the challenges with your parenting partner um, that you're facing. And so the app has communication tools that are really, really powerful. And then finally, the final pillar is when needed, when you've got a challenge, it rises to the level and you're saying, you know, I, I really probably need to talk to someone about this. In a telehealth type engagement inside the platform, you, you will be able to connect with a professional, think therapist, 
think family counselor, think board certified behavior analyst, maybe even a parent life coach. You'll be able to connect with them in a telehealth engagement and you, uh, that professional will pay us a very small percentage of their hourly billable back to us. So that's it. It's, it's an ecosystem and a market network. Um, examples of market networks are Uber, uh, Airbnb. People say, well, how is Uber a market network? It's software, the app, that connects a driver, a contractor, with a customer that needs to go from A to B. Airbnb is a market network. They have software that connects a host to someone that needs a place to stay. That's a market network. We are a platform that connects a consumer, a parent, to a professional using the app, the platform, all in a closed ecosystem. And so we we really, we just focus on um, helping parents be happier, to enjoy the journey more. And I'll conclude by saying this, that our focus really, Vlad, is on the child because we want to help the parent, of course, but a byproduct of that is we're helping the kid. And we believe if you change the trajectory of the kid's life, even just a little, and you do that enough times, you change the world. That makes sense. And thank you very much for providing that that deep dive, I guess, and kind of an overview. I think in terms of, you know, I guess two kind of questions. And I think you mentioned in terms of the market network, you mentioned Uber and Airbnb. And this is, I guess, where those kind of startups can be powerful, where, you know, adding four users means you're adding 12 connections. So it's kind of the the more users you add, the, you know, it you're adding many more connections and, and the network effects are very valuable that we've seen in, in those startups they go actually some of them uh, you know ipo and whatnot um but in terms of like in terms of your here's a follow-up question i guess two of them you mentioned the the sophie uh who is a i assume it's a chatbot powered by uh chat gpt um in terms of content creation i know that you had also like some content creators that would come into the social media do you see in in long term do you see AI kind of having a bigger role there? Um, you know, could Sophie be um, creating content uh, based on, um, you know, some pull requests from, from users? Um, and, how you know, wh where do you see that going? Yeah, and, and I to be clear, what, what I'm about to quote is um, a quote I read in the last week from um, the editor of a, um, of a well-known magazine. And they have determined that they're going to use ChatGPT's technology to start creating some of their content. And they have an whole, a whole army of journalists on staff. And they're not saying they're going to replace them, but they're probably going to downsize the ability of AI. And, and when you say chatbot, right, that's what we're used to. We're used to Siri. We're used to, um, we're used to Alexa. We're used to customer service that's given by, by bots. Well, OpenAI's ChatGP is none of those things. Or if you think that she's comparable to your prior interaction with AI, you're mistaken. She is next level. She is the revolution in AI that the world has been talking about for 10 years is going to come. It's here. And it's, it's, it's next level. They, as a company, were the first, uh, they, they, if you look at uh, Instagram and Facebook, Facebook took 10 months to get to a million users. Instagram took two and a half months. Uh, Netflix took two and a half years. Amazon took X, X number of time. It was a long period of time. 
ChatGPT, again, Instagram took two and a half months. ChatGPT got to a million users in five days. And they're now, they only launched 60 days ago. They're at 100 million active users on the platform. And so, yes, I do. But this is the, a quote that I heard the other day that I, I, I love it because it captures what I believe we're seeing with AI now. It's that it, the past 15 years um, of the, the, the internet have been defined by, by algorithms and feeds that curate and recommend content. The next 15 years is going to be defined by AI and data that helps to create and then personalize uh, and then even animate the content itself. So this is an inflection point um, from a technology standpoint. And if you look at the power of, of if you look at ChatGPT itself, what it's been trained on, and it's been out now 60 days, they worked on it for four years before they released it. And that's where a lot of the heavy lifting took place. People don't realize that. But they had a whole army that was tagging information. But the information that's been loaded into ChatGPT's database, if it was a book, would stretch from the ground at sea level up 130,000 feet already. It's a, it'd be a book that's 130,000 feet thick. That's 26 miles of content that's available. So this is revolutionary. It is already um, changing, changing the world. And anytime you see new emergence of technology like this, you hear alarm bells going off where you have the the sky is falling individuals like, oh, no, it's going to you know destroy the world. Kids are going to cheat on homework. Sure. Yes, the kids may cheat on, on homework. They're going to find cures to diseases much faster. This is going to be a resource to help children learn. The pros of this technology absolutely, in my mind, absolutely outweigh the cons by, by a order of magnitude that's, um, that's, that's remarkable. The good that this technology is going to bring to the world, and we're seeing that already with some of the use cases you're seeing with this technology. So, yes, we, we're excited about, um, about the future of AI. I will say this, though. You look just a few days ago, Vlad, uh, Google announced the release of their AI called BARD, B-A-R-D. I don't know who named that, but that's the name they chose, BARD. Well, BARD's going to be released in the next couple of weeks. Well, you better believe Google would not be re releasing BARD if it weren't for the fact that ChatGPT released 60 days ago. They wouldn't. They've been forced to bring it forward, and and people are already reporting that they prefer ChatGPT to Google in some cases. I do, and I'm biased to it because I have a you know an app that's integrated the technology, but it, it is a better user you know better user experience. But we've built our platform. Let's say BARD turns out to be, or any one of another dozen AI um, um, systems that will be released over the next one to two years. And they'll all be amazing. But let's say that, that ChatGPT falls into second place and there's one that's clearly better. Our platform can easily, we can integrate another AI that becomes the computing power of Sophie without it really interrupting our model. That's how we've built her. And we've trained Sophie. So we, we haven't just, sometimes I've had people say, well, why would people go to parent playbook when they can just go to chatgpt.com first of all to really 
maximize the power of ChatGPT, you're going to have to pay for it. They're going to have a free service, but they've already rolled out a paid plan. They are bleeding money. They have to they have to monetize, and one of the ways they're going to do that is charging people and businesses like us to access the content. And so, why would someone use Parent Playbooks Sophie, which is powered by ChatGPT, versus going to a website? The answer is because we've customized it. We've trained her to be focused on parenting and a number of other features that we've built into it. So we're super, we're super pumped. I do believe AI is as important as the internet was 25 years ago in terms of the impact it's going to have on the world. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think just from like a utility standpoint, I can already imagine like someone being a parent, you know, you, you want to, you want to read a, a bedtime story, you know, instead of buying a book, you can just talk to Sophie and she'll print out a little story that you can read or you know if there is a question that the, your kid asks you you know a math question or something you can't solve you know maybe you can go to sophie and they will give you like an explanation that you can you know refine and provide afterwards which you know could make it you know also more affordable for for parents to because i know especially i'm originally from montenegro and i know at home sometimes just when the school season starts many parents at home struggle to get the money for to, to pay for the books so I wonder whether, you know, that that might have some impact. But what, one question that you mentioned that different families are different and, you know, sometimes according to your research inside of a household, you know, there might be some disorganization or people are not communicating well. They have different ideas of how to parent. What about, you know, in terms of like looking at the target market, right? Is Are you currently focused only in the United States or are you looking, you know, long-term looking globally? And, and what do you think could be some challenges um, when it comes to different cultures um, and how, you know, families are different, whether you go to Europe, you go to Italy, you go to, mm. you know, Germany and Italy would be a very different environment, not only, uh, you know, going super far to like China or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's I, I appreciate that question. We are only in the United States today. We will only be in the U.S. for at least a year. Then we anticipate rolling out to Spanish-speaking countries um, and other English-speaking countries, first of all. There's 426 million English-speaking parents in the English-speaking world. Uh, That includes Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the United Kingdom, the United States, of course. But there's these other massive markets. Spanish-speaking is almost as large. Mandarin is a huge market. And so for the, first, the 12 months, we want to establish a strong footprint here in the United States. It's a massive market. And we really want to get the uh, bring the technology along and then, yes, scale, certainly internationally. And, and I love that question you asked about customization. AI becomes a critical part of solving that problem because one of the things parents reported to us, as I mentioned, the number one problem that, that we identified is it's hard to get custom answers. If I ask a question about bed bedwetting, you know, for a, a six-year-old, and um, and and maybe that six-year-old had a learning disability, or maybe there's other factors, health factors, or um, there can be cultural considerations. They can even be faith traditions that that weigh into this. AI, like Sophie, powered by ChatGPT, can take a nuanced consideration question. I had lunch with someone just two hours ago. And um, this person I was demoing um, was a business lunch. And this uh, individual asked Sophie um, a question around, it was a, it was a question around their child wetting the bed. They have ADHD. 
And Sophie didn't just answer a question for a six-year-old, which is very stage-specific. A six-year-old wetting the bed is different than a four-year-old. It's different than an eight-year-old. There's different considerations. Sophie takes all of that into account and, and even factored in the ADHD consideration and gave an answer that was was remarkable. And you know anyone listening to this is going to be thinking, well, is it really that good? Go and download the app for yourself. It's free to download, free to use in the Apple and the uh, Android store and download the Parent Playbook app and you'll have Sophie and you can start interacting with her and using her. So um, the customization part really is important to us. And AI lets us program these different variables and we're not there today, meaning interacting with the app. It is customized even now, but it's not as customized as it will be in 12, 12 months or so, where it will actually look at socioeconomic considerations, race. If, and this is information that's optional for you to share, but the more information you give AI, the better output you get. The better input, the better output. So yes, customization is really, really important. If I've got a, you know, a, a, all my kids are age three to seven, I'm information on tweens hitting puberty it's going to be important, but it may not be that important to me today. So I want to see information that's age and stage specific. We have built the platform so that it's relatable because relevancy equals um, connection to a brand. If the information of what that brand stands for is relevant to me in my life, now I can identify and make a connection with that brand and brand loyalty goes up. Engagement metrics go up. So we have built the platform to be very um, customizable, so the information you get and see is relatable to you. That makes sense. And you mentioned uh, briefly the socioeconomic impact and kind of recording that as well. Do you? Because I know that the biggest predictor, I believe, the biggest predictor, or one of the biggest, uh, I might be wrong, um, of of poverty in the United States is whether you grew up in a single family home or not. Do you see, as a part of your mission of Parent Playbook, do you see a role for your company where you can make a positive impact on that. Or, you know, when you talk about customization, is there something for a single parent that can be done that can help them? Because I assume that, you know, the person that will probably need the most uh, of the network effects would be the, the single parent, right? Is that correct way to think about it? Um, it is. Yeah, we've, we, we don't, you know, when you think of, you think a traditional nuclear family, and that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, right? But, but let's just say a traditional nuclear family is mom, dad, some kids, dog, white picket fence, that's it. Well, that is great where it exists, but there's a million same-sex families in the United States now, which means there's millions, plural, of children growing up in same-sex households where the parents are same-sex. There, um, there is a tremendous number of children raised by, by single parents, usually, not exclusively, single moms. So we don't have a test of, well, we're building it for this group here and this group over here can use it, but it's not really built for them. If you have a child under your roof, we don't care. We're building the platform for you. You're welcome on the platform. And if you're just trying to be a better parent, trying to produce better outcomes for your kids, Parent Playbook is being, being built for you. And you're right. A single the, the load that a single parent carries is something that honestly I can't even imagine because I am married. I my wife and I raised our kids together, and I cannot imagine having done it alone. But yet millions upon millions upon millions 
of of um, families in the United States are single parent families, and they almost without exception, you know, there are some exceptions, but the vast majority of them are phenomenal and they're doing the best they can. And so our platform is also about saying to parents, hey, you're not perfect. None of us are. We make mistakes. Sometimes we're in a bad mood. Sometimes we don't listen as well as we should. It's okay. Do the best you can. And so we want people to feel that when they interact with the technology and the information we give celebrates their best efforts to be the best parents they can be. And most people are doing the best they can. And most people are going to have fantastic kids that turn out just fine, regardless of how we might feel. And maybe even in spite of us as parents, sometimes um, things tend to, things generally speaking, work out if we're just doing the best that we can. But yes, I hope that answers, answers, answers your question. Yes, it does. And, and one, one, this might be a weird question, but uh, in terms of, I can only see how this can be of a, how parenting, well, I'm personally not aware of any competitors or any apps in this space. So one question would be, are there any other competitors in this space? And then the second question that I have is, um, in terms of, you know, have you received any interest from the government or anything like that? Because I could see how this could be of, especially in the modern day of low natality and you know, we have more people dying than getting born and, and it's harder and harder to raise a child. It's more expensive. I could see how this area could be of a national interest if you want to keep your gross domestic product, um, you know, growing in, in the long term, how this can be of national interest for the United States or anybody out there. Have you seen any interest there? And then again, the competitor question as well. What are some other competitors? Are there some other competitors in this space? We have not um, seen uh, any uh, interest to date, but here's why we haven't we haven't sought that attention from um, be it state or federal level um, strategies or ways that we can help solve some of those problems. We know that day is coming. In fact, um, um, I we we've had an offer to be introduced to um, some of the legislature in the state of Utah, where, I, where we're headquartered. And they've got a lot of initiatives now where they're looking at ways to decrease um, the impact of social media on kids. There's a lot of evidence that it's it's damaging kids mentally. And we have been told by, by several sources, we need to get in front of some of the legislature um, and show them the technology. We've deliberately not done that because we wanted to develop the technology along a little further, but we're there today. With Sophie, we're ready. And so I do expect, it's funny you ask that question, I do expect in the next month or two, we will start having discussions at a state level and certainly moving it move, moving it up the chain because we can help solve, um, we can help solve a lot of these problems and be a resource. Um, there's a, a large school here in, in Utah. I went to lunch with the principal and he said, I want to promote parent playbook to the parents of every kid at my school. They need it. So we do think there's going to be a natural fit there in ways that we can collaborate with government um, agencies, government departments, and bring this technology, you know, bring this technology to the forefront. But our focus, we spent a year and a half in discovery with parents and professionals, understanding the problem and really asking the question, is this a problem people want solved? Because most, many businesses, it's not that there's not a, a strong strategy. Um, it's that the market 
ends up not actually even wanting the solution you presented or the problem you're trying to solve that you thought was a big problem. The market shrugs your shoulders and says, yeah, that's okay. The incumbent is okay for me. It's enough, right? And so these, these are very, very real risks. And they, they, you can look at the data of why companies fail, and it's usually some pieces that are missing in, in what I'm describing. So competition is other social media platforms, uh, other companies that are parenting apps, Peanut, Mama Zen, Parent Lab, on and on. There's several that none of them do exactly what we do. But some of these are good companies. But social platforms, Pinterest is competition, Facebook, right? Um, asking family and friends, Google searches, Quora, Yahoo, Bing. Um, that's competition. What about influencers, bloggers, websites? The beauty of our model, Vlad, is when we explain it, most of those competitors actually become allies. Take family and friends, and, and believe it or not, our single, what people do more than anything else when, it, when they get answers to questions is they ask their mom, they ask their sister, they ask their neighbor, they ask their workout group, they ask their church group, they ask their friends at work, what did you do? And that's great. We're not here to, to, to disparage it. It's great. It's worked. The, so our value proposition isn't, well, let us have you stop talking to your family, family and friends. It's let us show you a way where you can connect on a platform that's 100% built for parents, and you can connect in a way that's more seamless, less frictionless, um, uh, or excuse me, it, it is frictionless, where you can interact and get answers from professionals. So look at social platforms, right? That's competition. Well, if we have a presence on Instagram and Facebook, people will find us on Instagram and Facebook and come to us. Um, look at influencers and bloggers. They want to be aligned with us. I had lunch today. One of the person I met with is, is an influencer, and she wants to have a professional presence to bring her content that she's putting now on, on Facebook and Instagram, where she's subject to algorithms. And she's like, it's so frustrating. Sometimes I get you know X thousand number of views, and then other times I get X thousand you know, lower number of views and it's trying to figure out. And so, and even look at Google, right? People can Google answers today. Well, if that's um, true, then they can also Google an answer that's provided by Parent Playbook. So we naturally rank high. So a lot of the competition and what we call a competition pedal chart, they actually are driven. They help us, they help drive an audience to our platform. And so um, the one exception to that would be other parenting apps, but even them, I think there'll be ways that if it makes sense for us and for them, we'll be able to even collaborate collaborate with those guys. But it's true that we have looked at the market and there is no one that we're aware of um, that that has built anything close to what we're doing. What we're building, Vlad, is technically a very heavy lift. This is not a simple out-of-the-box template, let's build an app. This is incredibly complex. We have developers full-time on the project that have been with Google that have been with Oracle, um, that have been with JP Morgan as, as VPs and tech departments. Um, our CTO has that background. Our CTO has a master's degree in artificial intelligence from Georgia Tech, which is one of the top uh, AI programs, not just in the US, but in the world. And so we have, it's, it's a technically heavy lift of what we're building and, and we're not aware of anyone that's, that's bringing to the family tech space technology that's built the way we've built it. That makes sense. And I know that we have a little bit around two minutes left, but um, yeah. And, and in terms of value prop, I can, I can imagine how sometimes, you know, uh, parenting can be very personal and, you know, whether your, your, your child is struggling or not could be something that you want to share, or you don't want to share. So it might be easier to, 
maybe there's a mom or dad out there that have the same experience, but there's no personal exposure. It's kind of an unknown that could benefit as well. Um, uh, but in terms of, you know, yeah, we, we have about two minutes left. Do you have any, you know, final words for our listeners? Um, and where can people find Parent Playbook? I know we mentioned a couple of times on, on, on the stores and whatnot, but if you, we can go in detail as well. There. Yeah, you can go to the stores, type in Parent Playbook. You can download it, free to download, free to use. You'll take three full minutes, set up an account, and you're in App business. Store, Google Play, right? Both, both available. Yep, yep. Yep, that's right. Yep, Google Play Store and um and yep and the and the and the Apple Store. Yes, go ahead and find us there. We'll drop a link as well that you can click on. That'll uh, if you're on your if you're on your phone when you click on the link, you'll be taken straight into the store, so you can uh, you can download you can download the technology. And again, it's free to download and and free to use. Um, we want to cast cast as wide a net as possible, but we would love to get you on the platform, start using Sophie as a tool um, for all things parenting related and all things that make your life a little bit easier. Again, you can ask Sophie questions around anything. I'm going to Ireland for seven days shortly, and I actually said to Sophie last night, give me a seven-day itinerary where I can see Ireland coast to coast. And in about three, four seconds, Sophie gave me an itinerary every single day, seven days. And my wife and I are going to follow that itinerary very closely. So we want to get that tool into the hands of your users. It's really remarkable what you can do with it, not just for parenting, but in any way that you need, you need a, you know, an assistant parenting assistant. That's what we've built. Awesome. Well, you know, again, thank you very much for coming on. It's a pleasure. And uh, hope, hopefully, uh, you know, this is one many and we can uh, do another one of these soon. I would love to do that. And anyone in your group, maybe we can put my email in the in the uh, comment section. Anyone that wants to reach well, out and talk to me more or ask me questions or ask me what it's like to raise money. Uh, we've raised a couple of million dollars um, and we're about to raise another two and a half million. So any, anyone, any of your listeners that are thinking of building a business and want a real, you know, a discussion with someone that's been in the trenches and knows how hard it is, but knows how rewarding it is. I, I, I'm happy to talk to anyone. They can reach out to me via email.